What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Full 90 Podcast. Today, our guest is Shay Groom. Shay is on year nine of her professional career, and she has played with and against some of the best players in women's football. Uh, Shay, unfortunately, as you can see from the title, suffered an injury. Uh, She tore her ACL and is actually a month behind me in her process, despite basically being at the same point in recovery. Uh, She's just started jumping and jogging as well. Uh, But yeah, Shay joins to give us her journey through this injury. Um, We talk about several things throughout the episode, free agency approaching for the first time in her life, um, conversations she has with the club, being around the club and her teammates during this time of injury, um, finding a sense of purpose outside of football, how she spends her time. And yeah, I I think we talk about a lot of good topics in this episode. um, And I think it's just a good episode overall. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are enjoying the show, please be sure to leave us a rating, a review, pass this along to a friend, teammate, or a colleague. Uh, without any further ado, here's Shay and I. What's up, everybody? Today, our guest is Shay, Shay Groom. Uh, if you just want to kind of introduce yourself, Shay, uh, we're going to start with your name, where you're from, where you play, and uh, what we'll position as well. Cool. I'm Shay Groom. I am from Kansas City, grew up in Kansas City, went to Texas A&M, and now I play for the Houston Dash in Texas, and I'm a midfielder. Okay. All right, uh, another Kansas City born. We love to have that on the <laughs> on the podcast. Exactly. So uh, we'll start you off with two easy questions, or I guess easy for some. Yeah. Um, the first, who is who are some of the best players you've played with or against in your career? This is like a ridiculous question because, like, I play with the U.S. Women's National Team. Like, literally one of the most like the best players in the world. So. That's hard. I would say, though, there's probably like a top four or five. Um, so I'll give Sabina, Marta, my Brazilians. Um, I have not played with either of them, but like playing against them is just being a midfielder and like defending them is just not something you really want to be a part of. <laughs> um, as far as playing with, gosh, my rookie year in 2015, Kansas City was like, I played with so many good players they won the world cup that year but i would say lauren holiday and uh becky sarah run okay i'll i'll maybe rephrase the question a little bit then Um, yeah since you've played with we'll go with players that you've played like a significant with and trained with daily is there somebody in training like day in and day out that maybe you just see like some incredible things like that you would like you just see their quality on a daily basis yeah, I mean, I've been doing it nine years now, so I've <laughs> had the pleasure of seeing an array of different um, players. I will say the ones that stick out, I played with uh, Carly Lloyd for, for a year in Jersey, and like when people talk about her work ethic and dedication to the game, like it's absolutely ruthless and <laughs> like something that I've never seen, um, which can have, be good and bad, um, but 
definitely seeing her grind and just be so um, passionate about the way that she does things is it was really cool to see. Um, I would say in Houston, I would have to go with Jane Campbell and Sophie Schmidt. Um, Sophie's a veteran just might be retiring. I think with the Canadian national team, but um, she's the captain for us right now. And like, she's just class. Like, you know, one of those players that you look up to and she just does it right every time Um, from a teammate perspective, from a athlete perspective, from just a personal perspective, she's, she just does it right every single time. And then Jane Campbell is like one of the craziest people I've ever met. Like she's kind of in the Carly like category. Okay. She's like <laughs> doing CrossFit every morning before training. Like again, oh wouldn't say that's like what everyone needs to do, but like she is like just trains an absurd amount and like some of the saves that she makes is unbelievable. So Yeah, to yeah. their own, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then the the second question, um, we'll have you describe yourself as a player. So there's actually this video, Blackhawk made us watch it all the time um, when I was one of his players. Um, And I think a lot of coaches go to it, but it talks about players like either being a warrior or an artist. And I watch that video every time and I think to myself like that I really feel that I'm equal parts both even though the whole video is about like you can't be both. <laughs> but I would describe myself as like very like hard nose like feisty passionate you know probably getting a yellow card every game <laughs> until I can't um but then also on the other hand like creative very attacking minded um you know I want to play a beautiful style of football and so I'm kind of down for the gritty but beautiful game, if if that makes sense. Um, yeah, you're gonna co- stop the counterattack and then drive forward and play the final pass. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Love it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so we'll kind of transition a little bit to your injury now. So, uh, first off, what is your your injury? I tore my ACL about gosh, beginning of June, June. June 2nd, I think it was. So three months post-op yesterday. (laughs) Okay, congratulations. Yes, we made it. Uh, So how did it happen? Um, We were actually doing like a 1v1 drill. um, And somebody passed the ball and I went to shoot it and kind of overcorrected a little. And I don't even know if I got the shot off still. I I should actually ask someone, but... um, did it on my standing leg and yeah found out later that day okay so it was non-contact was it like were you overextending or so it was my plant leg and then my i was shooting with my right and i feel like i just reached like a little too far because okay. it was a little outside of my body but i just think yeah just stability wise i maybe reached a little too far okay Interesting. Did you kind of, I mean, you hate to see this type, but did you like crumble to the ground? I, so I've seen a lot of people tear their ACL, unfortunately. Yeah. You no, know, you get like all kinds of reactions. Mine was like a blood curdling scream. Like oh, I, I think I went down like immediately, like I wasn't, yeah, I had already fallen to the ground, yeah. but it like felt like 
that's why I think I was still shocked that it was my ACL because it felt like my leg broke. Like I heard like I a, not a pop, like a crack, <laughs> like a sharp <sighs> crack. So I, yeah, I thought like my, I was going to look over and like my leg was going to be like detached from my body <laughs> from oh, the gee. way that it felt. Um, yeah. So mine was not definitely not like I knew something was wrong. Okay. Yeah. You knew like not yeah. necessarily ACL, but you knew something wasn't right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that sucks. I, I mean, I've, this is, I think my like eighth recorded episode of, of, uh, yeah. this injury one. And I just, I still like, I'm interested to know how people do it, but it's awful still to hear. Yeah. But then you're like, okay, I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a shiver, you know, but exactly. okay. So how quickly after your injury, uh, you said you were diagnosed the same day. Uh, yeah. How quickly did you have surgery then? I was like six days later. So okay. it was super quick. Thank goodness. Cause I've heard like stories of people having to get like their quad strong in like two or three weeks. Yeah. So very thankful. It was just like done and got to start the road recovery. Was that because it wasn't like terribly swollen or. Yeah. They said I like looked in good shape and they wanted to, I'm not like, Thankfully, I don't really swell that much. Um, okay. However, that's why I knew something was wrong because I actually swelled up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was actually able to, I mean, they had me in PT that whole week before, but um, I didn't wasn't losing any uh, quad strength and everything looked good. So thankfully I got it done fast. So were you walking then after, even after it happened or were you on crutches? No, I was on crutches i think by the end of it I, like i remember the day before surgery i could like at least put my foot down a little bit but mm -hmm. that still amazes me too i know there's like different grades of like you know some people can live without like having their acl healthy but yeah. i was like i could not conceptualize like people that could like still like run or like you know you hear people do tear it yeah. and then, like play a little bit longer on it and i'm like i could not have like crawled after that <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely like different grades, like you were saying. Yeah. Like I think even my my brother, my middle brother Cole, I think he actually like basically tore his before he like tore his. You know, yeah. He basically played like two two and a half three months on like was essentially maybe like ten percent or like no no ACL. You know, which is just crazy to me to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not in that category. I mean, in mine, I knew something was wrong, but like yeah. I actually was able to like slowly walk like around the pitch back to the bench. But yeah, but yeah, it's always like you're saying, it's crazy the different types of like reactions I guess you can have. Yeah, one of my teammates, she actually we're kind of in this process together. She's a little bit further along than me now, but she this was her second one, and even her <sighs> first and second were just like so different. And yeah. it's like the same injury, but like in the second one, she could walk and still kind of like do a few things, but they were like, nope, still torn. <laughs> still got to yeah. do it. So it's kind of crazy that you can have that variation. Yeah. I don't want to get too dark too early, I guess, but I, uh, <laughs> I had never like, you know, I never really thought that like a knee and ACL would, could happen to me, you know? Yeah. But basically like in the last three months, 
like the the thought of like oh my god if i have to go through this a second time like no no yeah i think so, i've already decided this is and obviously <laughs> like it's hard to say when you're going through it but yeah i've like said i i don't know how anybody could go through this more than one time yeah it's kind of a thanks but no thanks type of yeah situation. No. but like the thought never really crossed my mind until i was like yeah know, in this rehab and i was like oh i you know no thank you yeah exactly yeah so we were kind of talking about uh your surgery before we actually uh started the episode but you were talking about how your it band was actually used as i didn't necessarily understand as the second acl um could you kind of tell us a little bit more about that yeah i mean i'm not uh, let me just preface this with i am not like a medical <laughs> i don't know anything like that yeah, biology wasn't my thing. Um, let me just, that be the disclaimer. But from what I understand, so I used the patellar graft, but then um, it's kind of a recent new thing that uh, my doctor uh, has used a lot now. But um, so basically they take part of your IT band and they wrap it around um, somewhere in there. And it kind of provides like extra stability and almost like a second ACL. However, I think, you know, from what they've seen, like it's made the rehab process a little bit more difficult. Um, I think people have reported like a lot more pain and um, it gets pretty like tight out there. It's like a really nice big scar too on the, on the outside. Isn't too big of a deal in the long run. Yeah. But, um, it's a battle scar. Got to wear it with pride. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so it's interesting to think too, like, you're kind of like a guinea pig in some in some cases because you know obviously the ACLs have been done for a while now, but they're always coming out with like new research and you know Houston being like a massive like place for medical students. We I mean we have tons of hospitals like mm -hmm. like the capital for cancer research and and things like that. So um, I know there's a lot going on in in that front, and so we definitely are kind of at the forefront of that in terms of like new medicine. So um, that was interesting, but you know, some of my teammates have done it and they say that the retail rate has gone down like drastically um, with it. So interesting. they felt it was a good, uh, good move for me. So, okay. So are you experiencing pain then? It's definitely been like the bending for me has been, the hardest um so like flexion yeah so yeah. my like extension has been here the whole time i haven't even like felt like i needed to try but yeah the bending mm -hmm. is like painful and just like stiff and so like when i go to bend my knee like and you know try to get it for numbers like i'll usually feel like pain or just like general tightness yeah. on the outside and that's where i feel like i can't go any further so i think it's just about like breaking up the scar tissue and you yeah. know it'll start to feel better. What, uh, like what degree are you at in your flexion? I know. I'm like, why is my life like measured in like weeks and degrees? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, I'm like so close to 150, but I'm like at 148, I think. Oh, okay. So. Oh, mine is it even stop measuring after 135. So I thought you were going to say like, I'm also like hyper flexible. So I think they are like worried about me getting back to like what I'm actually um, okay. I do not have that issue. So <laughs> I'm like a 
jelly, like Gumby. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Good yeah. and bad, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good and bad. It's like yeah. helped me for a long time because I feel like, again, I probably should have done, like, if this was going to happen to me, I would have thought it would be in, like, you know, some of these, like, really hard tackles that I get in. But people just say, like, I bounce and, like, just keep going because I bend in weird ways, but just not this time. <laughs> basically fluid as you fly into these tackles. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. So you just said, I don't know if you actually said it on the recording, but yesterday was three months for you, correct? Yes. Okay, and you're already on the treadmill, right? Today, I ran on the treadmill, which... Was your first day? Yes, my first okay. day. It felt okay, disgusting. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's, like, one of those things where it, like, looks better than it feels. Like, I watched the video, and I'm like, oh, it looks pretty good. But then when you're doing it, you're like, okay, this, this is awful. I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't painful awful. It was just, like, you feel like a... Like, I'm used to you know, feeling like this bouncy little reindeer. You know, I am just like feeling like I'm stalling. Yeah, like really having to like think, okay, like heel toe and, you know, trying to make That's, it feel. Um, it's actually something I was going to kind of ask about. Uh, like how analytical were they um, in like your step and like your weight distribution and all that before you actually uh, got to jog? Um, I mean, my PTs are very like type A humans. So, you know, like, or not even type A, just like very like whatever, like whoever they're rehabbing is a reflection of them. So they're yeah. very like picky. Thankfully, like I am too. So <laughs> like I've actually been the, the most critical. Um, and I'm very much like, like I've seen a lot of people go through it or even people that aren't injured, like I always analyze people's walks. So okay. I think I'm like very like, no, I need my walk to look good, like from moment one. So I had like two weeks where I just feel like that's all I did was like analyze my walk. Really? <laughs> so, okay. Interesting. So yeah, we're in like, I, I think maybe two, maybe I'm like this because in college I actually had like a massive uh, foot surgery. Okay. Um, which I'm now being told that like most people don't come back from. So I was like, I'm really glad I was really naive <laughs> during that time. Nice. But, and I've had no problems, but so I think when, and I've had a lot of foot stuff, so I'm very used to like having to analyze on like a super detailed level of like learning to walk again. Um, okay. So like, it wasn't something new to me. Okay. So I guess my question kind of comes down to like, um, for you, how much were you like really thinking about like, shit, how do I run before yeah. you actually like were on the treadmill and moving? Honestly, I don't feel like that much. Like I, the more I think about things, like the, the worse off I am. So yeah. and I think they know that too. So they, not like that they push me past any kind of um, like comfort, but I yeah. think they also like, don't give me time to think about it. Like, okay, well get on, start running. You know, it's okay, not like, that's, that's wait, actually, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it. That's actually basically what my physio did as well. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we're going to be jumping today. Kind of put me through a little test. I was like, all right, we're going to go to the treadmill now. And I was like, treadmill yeah. for what? He's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to run too. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah. But before I could even like, oh my God, how do I run? It was just like, all right, we're running. Yep. 
So exactly. I think that's definitely the, the way to do it. But I'm curious because um, with my brother, they were like in sporting, they were like super analytical, like all oh, your stride length needs to be this, like make sure yeah. you're doing this, like focus on this. And it was like 10 different things. And he basically was just like, I was like almost paralyzed. Like when it, yeah, when he's it, like, I don't know what's so, even thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of just curious if that, you know, which, which end of the spectrum kind of you, you came on there, but yeah, but that's, that's interesting. So are you, you're running now. Have you also started jumping and like weightlifting of any sort? Yeah, I'm lifting, lifting weights. I mean, I'm not in a squat rack yet. Another, I guess I never brought this up. Another unique thing that happened to me. I actually had a blood clot. Like we, oh, blood, oh, yeah. I still technically have it, but, um, so I've been on blood thinners, which I haven't been able to take like anti-inflammatories or like have a drain or anything like that. Um, so like couldn't do BFR. Um, they're still like waiting for my swelling to go down a bit before I like get in a squat rack. But, um, but I've been doing like the Smith's machine, so like yeah. the squat rack that's attached <laughs> and things like that. So I feel like my strength has been coming back like pretty easy, pretty good. Like my quads looking really good. Um, and then as like far as jumping, I'm like jumping on the shuttle. So like I'm laying down and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Machine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but For those, I, it's like a 45 degree angle basically, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like, sometimes there's like a little bit of weight attached. Um, but that's another thing I'm thankful for in Houston is, um, like we have our PT with the team, but then just to give, basically to make everyone's life easier, we're, um, our biggest sponsor is a hospital. So is Memorial Herman. So they send me to the clinic um, now two times a week, but it was three times. And, um, they just had like have so much, so many more like things yeah okay just like rehab specific things whereas like why would we have that at the training facility um yeah. so i've been able so to do you, you do most of your rehab at the clinic then um yeah now we're like transitioning out and then like i'll okay. be at the facility more putting my cleats on oh getting to do all the fun things okay do you have like a timeline for that like when you're able to actually put your cleats on and well, they let me put them on, but like just some do volleys and like <laughs> just to, like put your foot in and like all right, yeah, basically like just to, like walk around. No, um, <laughs> so we're just doing like light passing right now, but I think in maybe like a week or two, I get to like start like actually jumping, and then um, yeah, hopefully like a little bit more like soccer stuff soon, but okay. I've, I just, I like these questions because it's, it's bad to compare, but I'm a little bit comparing mine as well. Yeah. So I've been jumping like with my body weight actually since before running, mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting, but you kind of have like maybe some better equipment at your disposal. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so just like, you know, I'm hoping also to actually put my cleats on in a week or two. So it's just interesting. Oh, yeah. uh, the like parallels i guess in our in our uh paths i guess yeah definitely so you're doing a lot of your like you said you were a lot of rehab at the clinic and now transitioning to the club were you like were you doing this rehab while the team was at the club or have you been able to like be around the team a lot 
Yeah, that's actually been super interesting. I <laughs> I joke all the time. I was like, am I on the team anymore? Just because. <laughs> but it also has been good and bad. Like, obviously, I miss the girls. Um, I miss being in it. But I think, like, mentally, it's hard to be there sometimes and watch what you're missing out on. So I think for me, like, it's helped in a way because, like, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Like, I've really just been, like, on my journey. Um, so, yeah, I, like, haven't – they took me on one away trip. Um, they actually took me to Kansas City, which was really super cool. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, I've pretty much been, like, on the grind, like, on my own schedule. Um, and now, like, as I'm transitioning back to being at the facility more, like, I'll – be like there when the team is there um more but it's been nice to like have my like someone that's kind of like dedicated to me too and like get the attention that you need and instead of like you know fighting for you know what you need with people that are like actually playing and you know need it in a more immediate way so it's been it's been a good balance honestly okay that's interesting uh yeah i mean on on my end i've basically just kind of I don't know, Iceland's smaller. My club is smaller, obviously. So uh, I've been like at almost probably 95% of the training. So kind of what you're saying is like, like sometimes I can sit there and I'll be like just super into training, like intrigued, you know, like watching the possession, watching the play, watching like how we build up. I'm in the Mm -hmm. team meetings and stuff, but then other days where like I kind of get in the mood, it's like, you know, I cannot watch this. I do not want to see this. Like, I don't want to see you put on your boots, you know, like yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it yeah. is, it's an interesting balance, I guess. Yeah. Or even like when people ask you like, how are you doing today? <laughs> and it's like the same that you asked yesterday. Like I'm still, you know, so it's, it's just nice. I think, cause I haven't had that, those those questions are like the constant like reminder, I guess, more so than even just obviously waking up and knowing that you're not a hundred percent, but waking up and looking at it, like, oh, it's still there. <laughs> um, but I do miss like, so like when I watch games now, you feel kind of like so far removed sometimes that I'm like, I do miss that part, especially like as an older player, like I've invested a lot. This is my fourth year with this club. So like I do feel very passionate about it. So to kind of be removed has, it's been hard too. Yeah. How's the team doing? Um, They're struggling a bit. We've, we started off fairly well. It's just one of those years where we just tie, 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 like eight ties. Oh no. (laughs) So we're kind of at the point where we got to start winning games or, you know, playoffs or getting, farther and further away but um it's hard because they're not giving up goals but you know we're also not scoring goals so yeah Um, yeah would you rather your team was doing well like without you or maybe struggling and people are wondering like oh you know if if shay was here no i'm just like such a like team over everything you know um because i think too like we're just so close like 
as a team, especially here, but like I live with them. I see that, like see them all the time. So yeah. when they're hurting, like I hurt. Um, so yeah, definitely in that regard. I will say it's interesting this year just because um, ironically enough, like I'm going to be a free agent for the first time in my career, but of course like this happens right before it. So that's been like an interesting perspective of like, I don't know. I, I don't even honestly think about it that much because it'll obviously stress me out, but I'm like how, how that plays in, yeah. you know, in, in know terms of like, yeah, in terms of like seeing like, <laughs> oh, I'm rehabbing to come back to play for this team. And so I think that shifts it a little because there's just so much unknown. Like, am I still going to be here when I'm done with this? Um, so, yeah, it's been interesting in that sense. Yeah. I I ask because my team has actually had like a record-breaking season. Like we're four season. Points, yeah, four points away from winning the league. Um, we're in the cup final. And it's like, uh, this should have been like my season. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's almost like this is almost entirely in my head, but um, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but I feel like when you're injured for a long term, um, you kind of like fall out of the spot, like like people kind of forget you in a football sense, you know, so yeah. like the, the analysts and, and like the news and media is like, oh, you know, Vikinger, this is the best team we've in the league in a while. And it's kind of like. You know, I'm just I've I've disappeared basically like into the background, you know. So it's gonna be I'm also out of contract, uh ending October, you know, so it's it's weighing on me a little bit, like yeah. is this team that's done so well like really still gonna need me in some sense? And like, you know, it's again it's tough to like you know, measure yourself out to it, but it's like did I do enough last year to then you know yeah. <laughs> it's next year so we'll kind of we'll, we'll transition a little into that i guess uh because you know i'm out of contract like i said so it's you know it's weighing a lot on me but also not and i think you maybe can understand that that statement some like better than others um but what do you have like a, a timeline or like an idea of how you want things to go or are you taking it days weeks month at a time <laughs> yeah on it honestly probably like days or even like moments because it's like it, there's so much unknown like i want to say like oh like i'm just going to be a free agent or something and then it's like no we also have two teams joining the league there's going to be an expansion draft like they just made free agency laws and so there's just like so much that I, I really am trying to just like, okay, at this date, like I'll have this much more information um, and kind of like scheduling now in my mind like that. Um, to be fair, like Houston is like my home now. I think I'll settle down here. Um, I would love to like continue to represent this club. Just like when I got here, no one wanted to come to Houston <laughs> and like, even when I got traded here, I was, like, bawling my – I say this all the time. Like, I was bawling my eyes out. I thought this was the end of the world. And then 2020, we won the Challenge Cup, which was the only thing we played that year. And, like, there's just a core of us here that have really, like, bonded together and kind of, like, against all odds and try to make this place, like, 
have the identity of like gritty players come here that you know you know want to write all of the wrongs people have said about us um and so i've like fallen in love with like that sense or in, with club in that sense um and like that's who I am as a person, like I really identify with like that resilience and like that grittiness and passion. Um, so I really love Houston, but obviously, as you know, like you have to do what's best for you as, as a player and us having free agency for the first time is like super important. Like even just from a negotiation standpoint and just like having your own rights for the first time, like they could yeah. like, you could retire so crazy. You could, before our CBA that got signed last year, you could retire and, like, your rights could still be traded around. Like, you were just, like, nev- there was no loophole, no way for you to be free. Like, it, w- it was wild. So, to have the opportunity to go out and talk to other teams and see, you know, if they're interested and, and things like that is a big deal. So, you, like, have to explore the options at the end of the day. That's so interesting to me. Uh, it's also on the men's side, of course, but... Um like two girls that I know that were playing in Iceland um, had interest from a team in the NWSL. It's like, we want to sign you and then come to discover like some random team has the rights to their, yeah, has their rights. And it's like, Oh, you want this player? Well, you're going to have to buy their rights now. And it's like that, that to me is just like, I I can't comprehend this with like the U S system and everything. It just, they they just like make up rules. Like there's like a discovery list where, like basically all the teams are like in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like that's your spot in line to like be able to pick up someone's rights if they do go into discover like so like yeah. like you say, like if someone's overseas and they show interest in the NWSL, well then you gotta look at who is like next up and who can get their rights and stuff. So it's just it's wild. That's I just <laughs> I could not even comprehend like how this was happening because it was basically yeah. like terms agreed and then it was like oh we have to deal with this team like oh yeah. my god so yeah it's uh yeah, i don't understand that but have you had any talks with like your coach or i'm i'm not entirely sure how it works in the nwsl i guess but with your with um the club or with the coach about the future so we're like coming up on like you're just about to start being able to talk to other teams and then start like negotiations with your team. Um, So we haven't got there yet. Um, I will say like, it's been, it's been an interesting time for this club too. We've had a lot, like a lot of uh, turnover. And so most of the players like outdate like everybody on the staff. Um, And so it's been, it's been really interesting and I know that'll be interesting going forward, but um, at the same time, like I've, had great relationships with both our GM and our coach. So um, I think whatever happens will be in everybody's best interest. But um, as you know, like it obviously gets, it gets interesting. You start to see the business side. Um, yeah. You know, it's not just uh, playing soccer anymore. So yeah. um, I think that's yeah. one of like the worst moments, uh, like in a career, like in your career, when you kind of like come to the reality that like, okay, this is like, you have that moment where it's like, okay, this is a business. Yeah. It personally affects you. Cause you see it happen to other players sometimes or like on the fringe, but like when it happens to you, it's like kind of a dose of reality. Like, "Mm, yeah, 
This is a business. That's right. Yeah. And I think for so long, like in this league, just because with how small it was and like how much we were like, just really trying to build it. Like it came down to a lot of those personal relationships and now, you know, it's, you're seeing that shift to like, it is more of a business and like, Oh, you can negotiate like much more than, than you could before. So yeah, I think it is like a very sobering moment when you realize, okay, it doesn't really matter how much this person likes me. Like if it's like in the best interest for the team or like what they see, like they're going to have to do it. So yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> it is. It is. I agree. Uh, so we'll kind of, I have a couple questions more like kind of about uh, your mental health, I guess, yeah. through uh, this recovery. So um, I guess the first is like, what what have you found to be the toughest part about this injury whether that's like you know accepting it or or a certain point in rehab do you have like a something that sticks in your mind the first few weeks were really really difficult like i once i kind of got over it like i've been great um Mm -hmm. and i'll credit to that to like i've I had other like mental health things going on over the past couple of years. So I've been like in pretty like rigorous therapy and developed like some way better coping. Like I just didn't have coping skills is kind of what we have learned. Um, So I'm like really thankful for the place that I'm in now. And I honestly think that's made a world of difference um, and why this process hasn't been as challenging as maybe it has been for other people. Um, but I will say at the beginning, like, and I, I we joked about this earlier, but like, I, I'm still like, I know that I tore my ACL, but I wake up all the time and I'm just like, but really, you know, like, <laughs> and I remember that first night was like, I kept, I could not stop seeing it, like in my mind, like t- actually like when I tore it, like I couldn't stop hearing the sound and. So I think that was probably the hardest part for me was like just that beginning part of like, okay, this actually happened to me. Like I've seen a lot of people go through this, but like, this is the journey you're about to be on. And just like that acceptance piece. And then I talked about it earlier, but like my flexion, like I had a couple like really like traumatic cries in front of like some ordinary people in the clinic. And they're probably like, oh, she's supposed to be a pro athlete. Like I'm over here like sobbing, like, I need my mom like into a towel, but, um, and it was like less even about pain. Like it was very painful, but it was more of just like frustration. And I'm somebody that like has to like release all of my emotion. And then I'm like, good. I can be like this bubbly, like bright ray of sunshine. But until like I get it all out, like it's not going to be like, I'm not going to be like that. So, um, I just think it was like that initial like release of like, I had also, I think what's unique about me is like, I actually tore my MCL on my other knee this season. Okay. Um, And so I had like rehabbed really hard and like gone back and um, I had trained for like two weeks, like really, really hard, like better than I was in preseason kind of thing. Um, And I got like 19 minutes in the last game. And then I trained that whole week and then it was like matching minus one. So it was like this, and I was like, I just felt like because I made through the whole preseason and then like a week before the first game, MCL, and then rehab it all back. 
get back for like 20 minutes and then like feeling really good right before the next game ACL. So it was like this release of like, I had just felt like I had to like, you know, I was battling all the same thing that I had just gone through of like, Oh, am I going to make it back? Am I going to be able to like get back in the starting lineup? And you know, am I going to be forgotten about? And then like, even with the MCL at the beginning, I was like in preseason, we have a new coach. We have a totally different squad. So it was like all of this proving. And I just had to like release out that I like wasn't going to have to prove anything to anyone for like the next six months. <laughs> and so I just like had to get that out. Um, so I was like really emotional in the first few days, first week. But then after that, it's been really just like, okay, well, this is the hand that I'm dealt. And I'm just going to take it day by day and um, see how it goes. You keep saying, uh, I think I've noticed on your Instagram, brick by brick. Is that your... Yeah. That I your, don't know, like, even where your... that came from, but <laughs> I'm just like, like yep, yeah, we just got to keep laying the bricks and, like, all of them are necessary and it's going to build something at some point someday, but <laughs> today we're just laying another brick. I, like, just try not to get too high and too low, too. Like, I really yeah, need to be better about celebrating the good times, but I've been very, like even keel this whole time like it's exciting yeah. but it's you know not it's not over or like this sucks but it's not the end of the world um i think that's an important thing for all athletes to take away not necessarily just from uh an injury standpoint but um just from a professional standpoint like uh you know this is my what would have been my fifth season mm, fifth season yeah uh, I do some math real quick, but yeah. uh, even when it comes to playing week in and week out, like the highs and the lows, uh, they come quicker uh, than you would think. So really, even just throughout the whole career, it's about keeping even even keel. To be honest, right? Yeah, 100%. yeah. So uh, I'm assuming then you have a therapist, or you speak with like with a professional, correct? Yes. Um, yeah, we have like our sports psych, which, um, you know, I meet with her a little bit, but I've been meeting with my therapist outside of this for like, since 2020. 2020. Yeah. And then 2019 for that too. So did you get this through the club or no, this was like completely, um, on my own. Um, yeah, I was like diagnosed in 20. uh, 19, um, with delayed onset PTSD with something totally different. Um, but then it was like really challenging trying to find the help that I needed once COVID started, just because I had just moved to Houston and like 10 days later it was COVID. So trying to like get access to what I was previously already being treated for was like, was difficult and, you know, sifting through that. But, um, yeah, it's been quite a journey, but I'm like thankful that that was done before all of this because um you know obviously it's hard this is like hard to do on its own much less like with um previous things going on so um yeah but the club helped me though for sure okay. yeah um, and my athletic trainer has been she um the one that was here that helped me originally isn't here anymore but um she helped me get started in that process. And then we have a great like team of doctors that know my story, check in all the time. And so it's, I'm thankful for that. (laughs) That's nice. It seems like a, 
from what you've told me, at least a fairly well like run organization at this point, and seems like you're being well taken care of in your uh, current standing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think as an older player too, like I know how to like fight for myself, or like if I need something, like I'm gonna figure out how to do it. And um, the club has been really helpful, and like as the league's grown, obviously the resources have as well. So. Um, I'm like thankful that we're at the place that we're at now. Okay. Nice. Yeah. This one, uh, I, it pertains to mental health in my head at least. Um, but what, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Uh, if you're just doing rehab and what fills the rest of your day? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I'm, I'll tell you what is not the answer, and that is shopping because I need to stop that. <laughs> All right, we're done shopping. Yeah, um, me and my PT are actually on a um, no shop September. Oh, okay. <laughs> no unnecessary shopping, but no, I have two dogs, and those are like they're kind of like my therapy dogs. So we go on lots of walks now that I can okay. walk. Um, and like snuggles. I'm also learning Spanish. That's what I would say to anybody that's like injured, like find a hobby that you wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, so because you just like need things to look forward to. Um, I also go to trivia every Tuesday and that's like a really big thing in our house. Um, and it's like actually with some of my teammates, we we go every week, but it's interesting just because it's like a, such an odd collection of us. Um, and then like we're competing against normal people and we're like pretty like obviously really competitive about it. Of course, yes, um, naturally. Yeah. So I've tried to just like find hobbies. Um, yeah. And then like something I do for my mental health is like um, it's just like a constant stream of thoughts. So I have like a doc on my computer and I like write. I don't worry about punctuation or like anything i learned this in therapy but like any like spelling or whatever and just kind of like get it out whenever i'm feeling it so i've been writing a lot too um and reading i'm like didn't know i was a reader but i have a kindle now and i'm a reader (laughs) okay we're readers now not shoppers exactly yeah reading reading over shopping (laughs) okay interesting because i uh you know just my own as well i actually uh you know, I have a lot of time, of course, as well. Now I'm doing yeah. nothing but rehab, but I've kind of been struggling recently with like feeling like I'm wasting yeah, time away because I go to rehab, but rehab is only two hours a day. And then I got to find a way to find, to spend some of my time better. But, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm struggling with that a little bit. I think honestly, if I was in the U S I would try to get like some sort of just small job, like part-time yeah. job, but it's unfortunately not possible for me in Iceland. So yeah, maybe I'll learn some Spanish. Really, exactly. some Spanish. I already took seven years of it, but I know I took French and I was, I called my mom like, why did you ever like let me <laughs> do that? I took like five years of French or something absurd. And I'm like, I, I shouldn't have done that. You know, like I needed to be learning Spanish this whole time, but yeah, I would say because I've thought about that too. Like, I yeah. need to like a small job or something, like something that feels more than what I'm doing now. But um, I think like learning has helped me. So like learning Spanish or like I've looked into a couple classes too. So just like seeing what's out there. Um, we also have like something through our league that 
I did an internship with Budweiser a couple years back, but this year they had a nationwide, it's not really an internship. It's more of like a professional experience, but I applied for that and like had a couple interviews um, and actually got it. So I'll be like going to Columbus in November um, for like two weeks to just learn from the people at nationwide and like kind of see if that would be a fit for me after soccer. So that's definitely like helped <laughs> fill the time and like made me feel like I'm actually doing something during this. I understand that. Um, so kind of along that note, have you thought um, like about after, uh, after football? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people, like I love playing and like this will always be like the greatest joy of my life but I'm very like I always loved going to school I you know loved like seeking new opportunities and seeing what I am outside of an athlete um and so it doesn't like scare me like retirement I'm just like not ready to do it (laughs) but I know like when it comes um like I studied event management and I think I'll go into something like in that realm of like marketing, um, events, um, obviously now I'm going to see what it's like with corporate America, um, or even just like, obviously what I did with Budweiser was like brands and things like that. So like brand development. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the opportunities, like I have a lot of opportunities and a a lot of connections, but yeah, I'm not done playing yet. (laughs) You feel like those opportunities have been kind of afforded by football and uh, in some sense yeah for sure I think this like you just meet so many people through it and you never know like who's watching your game who's watching like even like little interviews you do here and there um just the way I've been able to get connected to people has definitely like come through my career um of playing I think this is one of the one things that I like I, I don't say I have any regret about playing overseas um but it's one of the things that I'm maybe going to lack when it comes back to coming back to the U S mm-hmm. having not played in the U S like, I feel like playing in the U S affords you so many relationships and like more opportunities. So, you know, people know I'm in Iceland, I guess, and they know I'm playing in Iceland, but that doesn't necessarily carry as much weight. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of like at a point where it's like, oh, do I need to play in the U S to like, yeah have some of these opportunities you know but i always say like the way that and i think it's like important for especially like younger athletes to know because i think it was stressed like so heavily like oh if you don't have all these things on your resume then like you're not gonna look equipped when you have to go into the real world and i'm like yes and no like obviously they want to see that you've had experiences but like what you learn as an athlete i think it's so far beyond anything you could learn as like a regular employee like just having to learn like discipline, timeliness, um, organization, like getting along with others, <laughs> how to deal with like tough conversations, um, yeah. and just like personal like drive and motivation is like, I think so hard to mimic in the real world. Um, and so I all I always say like you should look at yourself as like somebody that's been like you've you've completed and done things at the highest level so in your like line of work um mm-hmm. and so like it should translate you know once once it goes into a different industry but i like to believe that as well i just picture the first question in an interview like so what's this eight-year gap where <laughs> after school um, yeah 
what's your work experience like? Um, I was chasing a ball around the world, basically. So <laughs> that's how I picture my yeah. interview going. I but... mean, that job doesn't seem like the right fit. <laughs> they ask. No. Fair enough. We'll that's see. a good point. Okay, well, uh, I think we'll, we can start to wrap it up. I, uh, I really enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, we'll give you a, a chance here. If you got, got any, anything else you'd like to say, oh, did I lose you? Oh no. no okay. No. For us, for us. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Obviously. Thank you for having me and thanks for doing this too. I think I, I was just one of those people that, when it's for me, I was like, wow, like so many people have gone through this, but also a lot of people have underplayed it or just like not talked about it. <laughs> and like respect to anybody that's had to go through any injury, but like this one specifically, like just, I, it's hard to explain unless you've been through it. Um, and I learned that very quickly on. So um, respect to anybody that's been through this and um, like has the bravery to be transparent and um yeah open with people throughout the process so um that's what i'm here to do and um i've tried to be as real as possible i it was interesting uh kristen press came out she had had a few surgeries she's like 13 months out and it still had to have another surgery i think it's like her fourth one um and she was like i refrained from posting about it because i didn't you know you never know how it's going to turn out for you. So like, you don't want to be too vulnerable. Um, and something I decided really early on and I, I didn't expect it to like reach other people, but was like, I'm just going to be transparent about this. It started off as like, so many people have underplayed this injury and I'm yeah. going to let y'all know this is awful. We're about to peel yeah. back the doors. You're going to exactly. see some real like, shit. Anybody that ever said like, this was just a quick stop and like a, something that like helped them so much in their career is wrong. Um, liar. Yeah, you. liar. So it started off as that, but I've just tried to be transparent and whether it's an ACL that you're going through or something else in your life, like I just want people to know that it's, it's not a straight path and there's going to be good and bad days and just trying to lend encouragement where I can. So. Have you had, uh, because of your openness, have you had people reach out like that have related to you? Yeah, that's, I think that's been the most surprising part when people are saying like, like, they, it's not like they're even responding to my stories, but they're saying like, I just want you to let you know, like, I'm on, like, I'm on this journey with you. Like, I, I love the rehab updates. Like, I get so pumped to like, seeing because like, they feel like they're a part of it, you know. Um, yeah. And so that's been helpful for me. I, I think for me, it was just about like tracking it and like, letting people know like the the realness of or the reality of like what people go through because I think if I would have seen what people were going through I may have like just had a little bit more respect or just like yeah. even asked more like hey what's up like how how can I be there for you or just like just like a little encouragement yeah. um yeah so it's been surprising in that way and then a lot of people have been like you really inspired me to like get up today and just like I needed to hear that or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's been like a bright spot and something that could have been really, really dark. Yeah. Okay. I love that. 
Well, again, thank you for joining us, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Yes. If you made it this far, I just want to thank you. I just know I appreciate each and every listener. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this particular show and this particular guest. Uh, If you're enjoying the show as a whole, I just ask you to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. uh, And then be sure to pass this on to a friend, colleague, teammate, uh, or an aspiring footballer that you may know. Uh, And again, I just want to thank you for listening to the Full 90 Podcast.